How pathetic is this? The Supreme Court can't find the leaker? You mean to tell me that after interviewing 97 people, you guys can't figure it out? Or maybe, maybe you don't want to figure it out. Maybe you know at that point people will really lose faith in the institution. By the way, I should point out, they never interviewed the justices themselves. No, 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 because you see, the justices, they're above it all. Hello, welcome everyone to the Trish Regan Show. I'm Trish. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. You probably want to look at diversifying your investments. And when you do, call my friends at Legacy Precious Metals, one 589 or go get your free investing guide. Learn how to get a gold-backed IRA at LegacyPMInvestments.com. I mean, this is just beyond pathetic. So they had this big investigation because remember the Roe v. Wade decision got announced. That was kind of a big deal. It got leaked to the media. Now, I'm not here to dispute the media's right to publish it. Politico had that right. A free press, once they get their hands on something, they can run with it. But the problem here is who on earth within the Supreme Court leaked it to the press in the first place? And then, as though to rub salt in the wound, we learned that the investigation turns up nothing? Anyone else find that just a little bit peculiar? It makes me kind of wonder whether they really did a complete investigation. Apparently, they zeroed in on some 82 employees who had access to electronic or hard copies of the draft majority opinion to overturn Roe v. Wade, but they were, quote, unable to identify a person responsible by a preponderance of the evidence. How the heck are we supposed to fight foreign espionage operations conducted by the Russians, the Chinese? I mean, hey, China's sending over Fang Fang to go flirt with Representative Swalwell. Oh, wait, that's all alleged. I, I don't think he ever came out and confirmed any of that. But you read between the lines. Come on. And we can't even figure out who within our own Supreme Court leaked this decision, I mean, this was and is the leak of the century, and we're too dumb to figure it out. So think about this in a couple different ways. Either we are just poorly, poorly equipped, and you know what? There's some truth to that. I think that government has become truly incompetent on many levels, which exposes us to so much vulnerability. So you get that, or you get something else, which is that maybe they just don't want us to know. Look, there's a lot that they keep from us, that they try to keep from us. We've seen evidence of that over and over again really come to the forefront in the last several years. And a lot of the big social media companies have had a hand in it. I think Elon Musk has done an excellent job thus far. There's more to be done at exposing some of that. I'm talking about the Twitter files, etc. So we know they're trying to keep information from us. In this particular case, could that be it? Are they trying to protect someone? We know that they didn't interview the justices themselves. How come? Why not? Oh, they're above it. That doesn't seem right to me. 80 some on people were interviewed, but no Supreme Court justices. Look, this is bad. A 20-page report on this whole investigation was just released this week. And in it, it says... And I quote, in May 2022, this court suffered one of the worst breaches of trust in its history. The leak, they write, was no mere misguided attempt at protest. It was a grave assault on the judicial process. To meet our obligations as judges, we accept submissions from parties and amici, friends. We engage advocates at oral argument and we publish explanations of our final decisions. All of this, they write, we do in the open. 
Along the way, though, it is essential that we deliberate with one another candidly and in confidence. That phase, they write, of the judicial process affords us the opportunity to hone initial thoughts, reconsider views, persuade one another, and work collaboratively to strengthen our collective judgment. Yeah. So in other words, they're justifying the investigation, which they don't need to justify, frankly, to me. I mean, this is kind of a given, right? You you expect some of these institutions, especially, for goodness sakes, the Supreme Court, to be above the political nastiness that has just permeated every aspect of everything that once prestigious institutions now do. They've conducted an investigation, but yet, uh, they write, quote, but the team has to date been unable to identify a person responsible for a preponderance of the evidence. Great. They did learn that a whole bunch of employees apparently told their spouses, which would be a violation of the ethics code that they're required to sign. I'm quoting here from the court's human resources manual, which says, quote, employees must not disclose or use any confidential information except as required in the performance of official duties or except as expressly permitted by the court or the employee's supervising court officer. That's kind of why, in some ways, I'd like to go back and make sure somebody actually interviews the justices. I mean, really, do they need to be entirely above all that? Who's to say? I don't like the idea that a whole investigation just went down and we come up with nothing. Absolutely nothing. Heads should roll. The people that told their spouses, the people that told anyone, they should be reprimanded. And yet none of that is happening. And we still don't know who leaked it. The leak of the century and no answers. I'm sorry, this is not okay. And you want to know what else is not okay? (laughs) The fact that so many people did the right thing during COVID, during March 2020 into, well, you know, it's been a couple of years now. You might have been one who did the right thing. You paid your people. As a business owner, you pulled your business through the pandemic, but you weren't able to get the proper relief that you were entitled to. Well, now there's something you can do about it. And I'm going to tell you, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. It's not a loan. You're not going to have to pay it back. This program is kind of complicated. I'm not going to kid you. You know, you got tons of government red tape here, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. They share a percentage of the cash that they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, they can qualify, including those who took out PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. Look, you did the right thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Just visit covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. So getting back to the Supreme Court and the general lack of trust in our institutions, I think that's perhaps really what is undoing us as a society. People do not trust government. They don't trust anyone in Congress, right? I mean, that's just the reality. They don't trust the White House. They don't trust now the Supreme Court. So you've got a real disintegration in all of these institutions. And I haven't even gotten to the Federal Reserve, but you know we don't trust the Federal Reserve. And why the heck should we, given that they almost single-handedly, Joe Biden had a few things to do with it too, as well as Congress, but they almost single-handedly now have really bankrupted this nation. In fact, a lot of people would describe it that way. I spoke with 
Charles Thorngren from Legacy Precious Metals, the CEO of the company, one of the sponsors of this show as well, by the way. And just the other day he was saying, look, we are bankrupt. There's no other way to slice it. Any other country in the world, you'd say, yep, they're bankrupt. Because the amount of debt relative to our GDP is so massive, so significant, and has increased at such an exponential rate just in the last 10 years. And so now as we look to Congress again, to raise the debt ceiling, again, to spend money, you start to say, how can we trust any of them? And I think the the plain old reality is you just can't, and all the more reason, right, to be self-sufficient in this kind of environment. Remember, the power of the individual is everything, is everything, right? We are human beings. We are, we are not like my dog Fluffy over there who's watching this. You know, I'll tell you, Fluffy could talk and sometimes I think he kind of can. I mean, he talks in his own way, right? To me directly with those beautiful little puppy eyes. Anyway, he'd tell you to order your dog his own free jumpstart trial bag of rough greens. I'm telling you, he would, he would because he loves it. He knows what's good for him. (laughs) I know what's good for him. And the founder of Rough Greens, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, he knows what's good for all dogs. He's the creator of this wonderful product. And he knows that this is an offer nobody can resist. You can get a free jumpstart trial bag of Rough Greens so your dog can try it. It's very possible that your furry family member really badly needs all kinds of vitamins and minerals, digestive enzymes, mega oils, probiotics, antioxidants. These dogs need them. And the results, I'll tell you, they can be pretty nearly amazing. So make sure you go to Rough Greens for your free jumpstart trial bag today. It's roughgreens.com slash Trish, my name, roughgreens.com slash T-R-I-S-H. Get that free jumpstart bag from Dr. Black today. Turning to another story that we cannot ignore, news today that Google is cutting 12,000 jobs. That's a 6% reduction of its global workforce. I guess now we're going to be able to say it's it's recession, right? Remember that? Like you, you weren't supposed to say that. That was quote unquote fake news, even though we had been through two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Anyway, I'm wondering if we're going to be able to say it now because increasingly, yes, I think we're heading back into recession, into indeed the classical definition of recession. And Google's just one of them. I mean, you had just the other day, Goldman Sachs saying they were laying off 3,200. You had Microsoft, 10,000. And then Amazon already came out and said they were laying off 18,000. This is sort of what you call stagflation. When you have inflation and a slowing economy, you're confronting something that is truly difficult, truly difficult. I mean, there are people out there, including some at the Fed, that they're saying, hey, a soft landing is still possible. I'm sorry, guys, the soft landing thing, it came and went back when you continued to print, recklessly, recklessly continued to print because you felt so strongly that this was all just transitory. Give me a break. Anyway, right now, we are where we are. The Fed has no choice. It cannot go soft on inflation. It cannot relax any of its policies because... If they do so, we'll just have more and more inflation while simultaneously having still this slowing economy. So this means that we are going right back to the future. We are heading right back to 1970-something. I warned of this. I told you it would be the Carter years all over again. Sure enough, that's what we got. Thank you so much, Joe Biden. Thank you so much, Jerome Powell. Thank you so much to the idiots who did not understand or foresee any of this coming there at the Federal Reserve. Look, I'm, I'm not an economist at the Federal Reserve. 
I've just taken a lot of economics in school, and I've, for the last 20-some-odd years, been covering it there on the front lines, seeing everything from the tech meltdown in the year 2000 to the terrifying situation that was 2008 to, of course, what we got in 2020. Look, we've been through some rough times. And interestingly, you can kind of trace it back to the Federal Reserve each and every time, which is pretty sad. But this is the worst. This is the worst. And our spending is so out of control. Inflation is so out of control. I mean, maybe it's by design. Heck, maybe these people just want to inflate their way out of debt. We won't owe China as much money because our dollars will be worthless. You see, that doesn't really work, not for the middle-class American consumer, because when the American middle-class cannot afford as much, it is a direct hit to their wallets and the very foundation of who we are as a society, the economy. It's everything. Do me this favor right now. If you have not subscribed to this podcast and all of its downloads, make sure you do that. Make sure you go to Trish Intel, I-N-T-E-L, TrishIntel.com. Sign up for my newsletter and let's keep talking. I will be right back here with you again tomorrow. See you then.